Hey everybody, I am Gina Bianca, life and business coach, salon owner, educator, mastermind mentor, and your host of the Gina Bianca podcast. and welcome back to the podcast. This is the fifth and final episode of my weight loss series. Uh, this is going to be a Q&A episode from my Instagram post that I shared. Uh, it was a before and after picture of me and I said, write your questions below and I will answer them on the podcast. And then I decided to turn it into this series because I think you guys needed a lot of context. People ask me all the time how I lost weight and I always say it's a really long story. So if you haven't listened to the series already, be sure to start at episode number 31. You're going to get so much information and value from this series. It's really great. And I really think that you're going to love it. So I hope you enjoy. I hope you enjoyed if you listened already. This has been, uh, you know, really cool to watch. It's been insane to see how many people are listening and people have been messaging me like friends, family, um, colleagues, my followers, obviously, but so many people are listening and it's really cool because as you guys know, I'm a hairdresser, salon owner, educator, and I'm in the hair industry, but talking about something like this has really spread it out a little bit wider and, you know, I'm really glad to be able to help you and share, even if we're not in the same industry or field, I'm really glad that you find value in my content and I hope that uh, you will continue listening because I plan to share a lot more life and business content here on the podcast. And I'm just really grateful that you're listening. So thank you. Be sure to share this episode and share this series with your friends and family, anybody who's struggling to lose weight or put themselves first. This is going to be a great way. It's a little bit different than your traditional weight loss and uh, health stuff. You know, it's a little bit different. It's an authentic story uh, from somebody who can relate to a lot of you. You know, we're all working a lot. We're all going through traumas. We're all going through stuff and a lot of people don't share about it. So I hope that me sharing uh, vulnerably and authentically with you guys that it helps. So please share this and when you share it in your stories it is so meaningful to me so please share it on your Instagram story if you're listening and let's get right into it with the Q&A from my Instagram post uh, these are weight loss Q&A health Q&A and let's see how I do here so the first question is my love of food is holding me back how have you changed your relationship with food so if you listen back into the podcast you know that food can meet so many of our needs um, you know, Tony Robbins talks about the six human needs, certainty, uncertainty and variety, significance, connection and love, growth and contribution. So when food, if you love food, you have to figure out why you love it so much. What needs is it meeting for you? So for example, um, if you love all different kinds of food, maybe food is hitting the need for variety for you. So you have to think of other things you can do to meet your need for variety or connection and love or, um, you know, maybe you're an amazing cook and you get your need for significance met by cooking. You know, that's something for me for sure. Like I love to cook for groups and, um, you know, it, it could be a bunch of different things. And you could also think certainty too, because it's certain you can go to the store, buy food and eat it. It's for most people, you are blessed if that's our case, because there's millions and millions and millions of people starving, right? It's certain you can go on DoorDash or maybe you work in a salon and it's certain you can order food from downstairs. You know, that was my case. We were always ordering food from downstairs. And in this case, at the network, we can order from Sauced or Kingsman. You know, it's really, uh, what need is it hitting for you? 
Why do you love it? That's the question you have to ask yourself and it takes some self-reflection. So listening to this podcast, you might get to the end and then go about your day, but why don't you pause it here and think, what need is food hitting for me? Why do I love it so much? And what can I replace food with? You know what I mean? So for me, I replaced my love for food with exercise. And I know some of you guys are going to be like, shut up. Like, you know, I know like in the past that would be me. I'd be like, shut up. Like, I don't love exercise. I hate it. But for me, variety is that need is met by going for a ride on my bike and like seeing all different kinds of people. And it also meets my need for connection. Right. So um, and certainty, like you know, the certain, okay, I could always eat and it'll make me feel better. I can always do yoga and connect with myself and get my certainty there too. So really thinking of what you can replace food with. And a lot of people will replace food with smoking because smoking does the same thing as food. It gives you the same need met to connect with yourself for two seconds. Like I was smoking cigarettes for 10 years, you guys. And I quit smoking this year too, using the six human needs and using this coaching that I'm telling you guys about. And I can always help you with this. Like I said, if you guys want to coach with me, my wait list is in the link in my bio at I am Gina Bianca on Instagram. Hit the link in my bio. And the first link is get on life and business coaching wait list. I am am doing something for life and business outside of the beauty industry soon. Um, I'll be able to share that with you guys in the future, but get on that wait list if you want to do coaching with me. But this is how I changed, you know, really thinking of the needs and thinking of how I can replace it in a healthy way. And I would love to help you with this. But anyway, so my love of food is holding me back. How have you changed your relationship? I just find better, healthier ways to meet my needs. The next question is, I feel like I self-sabotage, which leads me to self-hate. How do you stay so confident? So as I shared with you in the series as well, you know, I, I do have an eating disorder. I do struggle with an eating disorder and that has a lot to do with shame. And when you say self-hate, I can relate to that, like that shame and self-hatred. Um, and that comes with healing your trauma. I totally understand what you mean. Um, there are days where I wake up, I don't do what I have to do and I will beat myself up in my head. And it's really hard for me to grow and do things from that mindset so it's really really important to set yourself up to win and to really focus on your state and keeping yourself in a beautiful and positive state so I know it's easier said than done and if you're struggling with the shame and guilt and self-hate of you know having a bad relationship with food or being on a like kind of like a downward spiral or on a hamster wheel where you you have no momentum you're just like stuck if you're in that situation I I think making a decision and and you have to make the decision in a way that's just like you're not sitting there in like a quiet state sitting on the couch being like yeah yeah I'm gonna do this you need to like stand up and be like I'm gonna fucking do this and then do opposite action like go do the opposite of what you're doing right now so if you're sitting on the couch doing nothing get up and go for a walk and you have to like really try train yourself to do it because at the end of the day no one's going to drag your ass to the gym nobody's going to drag your ass and throw you on a bike and pedal for you it's going to be you so at some point someday sometime you're going to have to decide I'm going to do this and you're going to have to do opposite action of whatever you're doing so go do the opposite of whatever you're doing and start the process now when we are in a downward spiral when we are in you know When we're in a really bad routine, it's hard to get out of that. So what I recommend is, you know, if you can't make that decision, which you can, but if you want to make smaller decisions leading up to that, 
start by doing little things that mean a lot. Go to bed earlier, make a doctor's appointment, um, do some light stretching, drink a lot of water, uh, skip dessert. Uh, do a couple of things that are quick wins that you can do like right away and start getting into the momentum of doing it. So try to make small good decisions and get quick wins and you need to get to the point where you're going to decide because nobody's going to decide for you. I'm so sorry to tell you this. Um, no weight loss surgery, no um, fad diet, no quick fix, no um, coaching, nothing nothing is going to um, do this for you. You have to make the decision yourself and you have to get to the point where your um, desire for change overrides your need for comfort in staying where you are. And the second part of that question is how do you stay so confident? And it looks very, I look very confident to the outside, but I struggle too. You know, I struggle with this stuff too. I'm not perfect, but I think that my confidence comes from going easier on myself, like not beating myself up in my head so much. Um, and something I say to myself every single day, and this is something that I need to say to myself or else I can get really bad. Like I can get really like in a dangerous place. I say to myself, and this is at the end of the day, like when I go to sleep and like when I'm winding down for the day, because I try to finish at five or six, but like sometimes I go over and, you know, with work and stuff like that, especially no matter what I did or didn't do today, I am enough. No matter what I did or didn't do today, I am enough. And it's so important to be kind and nice to yourself. And you are not, you are valuable and perfect and amazing just because you're a living, breathing human being. Not because you weigh a certain amount, not because you look a certain way, not because you produce a certain amount of stuff, and not because you're pleasing and perfecting uh, and performing for all of these people. A really good book to read if you're, you know, in that situation where you know, you're really talking down to yourself and being really mean to yourself is one of my favorite books ever. And it's called The Gifts of Imperfection. And it's from Dr. Brene Brown. And it's amazing, amazing book about all of the gifts of imperfection and how to be a little bit nicer to ourselves. Because, you know, the biggest critic in our is us to ourselves. So if you have a mean girl in your head, it's super important to try to heal and nurture that. And that's something I did a lot of in treatment. You know, I do have an angry, mean girl in my head and she's being really mean to the hurt parts of me who are insecure. And it's really important to take care of that. So if you're dealing with self-hate and if you're dealing with that mean person in your head, it's important to handle your trauma and go to therapy. If you're not going to therapy and you're struggling with that, please just start there. You know, if you're not going to get up and go work out for 90 minutes, like we talked about on our last episode, at least book a therapy appointment, book a doctor's appointment, figure out why you can't sleep at night, because I guarantee a lot of you can't sleep at night and that's why you won't wake up early. And then that's why you have no time. Figure out why you can't sleep, right? Is it because you're drinking too much? Is it because you're eating too late? Is it because you're on your phone too late? Is it because you have a, a, an issue where you need medicine? I need medicine. You know, I take medicine to go to sleep because I can't sleep, you know, and it's an antidepressant and it helps me and it's great. And um, it changed my life being able to fall asleep early. And then I have more time to get everything done for myself during the day and perform better at work. So super, super important to take care of yourself. And, you know, if you can't get up, make the decision and go work out and change your life, you got to make small steps, drink more water, go to the doctor, 
get off your phone at night. Um, set some boundaries with your phone. Super important. And yeah, it's a good start. This question, this next one is a two-part question. So it's during the pandemic, I was eating a lot more because of stress of the unknown. So she was meeting her need for certainty. So you got to find other ways to meet that need for certainty. For me, it's yoga. It's going for a walk. It's <laughs> working. Um, there are healthy and unhealthy ways, you know. So for my need for certainty, like I'm certain I know how to edit a video right so i will you know edit a bunch of videos or do something but i also do yoga i also go for a walk i also will cook i also will you know do something else to meet that need um and then it said do you eat at certain times of the day and i eat breakfast by 5 30 every day i eat uh, lunch around noon i try to eat like leftovers of what i had the night before and then steve and i usually make dinner around five six uh, but i try not to eat too too late but lately i've been snacking so much like i ate so much last night <laughs> as i record this so you know i'm not perfect um, but don't beat yourself up. No matter what you ate today, you are enough and you are worthy to be alive and take up space. The next question is, how do you stay so disciplined? So you guys will see me on Instagram sometimes uh, posting like on my story, going for a walk every day or doing something every day or staying up um, or waking up early every day. And, you know, you see the highlights and you see parts and pieces of my life. Discipline is about, you know, having a reason to do it, you know, and I'm the most disciplined when I love what I do at work and when I'm excited for the next day. So that's going to lead me into kind of a different answer for this question. When it comes to discipline and consistency, it really helps if you love what you do and if you have a purpose and a meaning for the day. So when I was, you know, during the pandemic, it was really hard for me because all of the problems I, were, I was facing, these were not problems I wanted to face. Like I love a challenge. I love something new, but these were really difficult problems for me to, um, to face. And it was really hard, you know, being disciplined, you know, sometimes it, it was really, really hard. Sometimes I wanted to just say, fuck it and do nothing and, you know, do what I do. But when it comes down to it, you have to have a meaning and you have to have a purpose. So when I'm on my really, really good kicks for working out, you know, when I get up, especially if it's nice out, you know what I mean? And we were talking about last time, like the winter sucks. It's really hard. And it's harder for me to be disciplined and wake up early and walk on the treadmill. It's way easier for me to be disciplined, get up early and go for a walk with my friends. You know, it's so much easier. So I think that staying disciplined and staying consistent, you have to have a reason why and you have to try to meet all of your needs. So maybe um, you have a call with your friend in the morning and you guys hold each other accountable. That would be a great way to stay disciplined and consistent because you're not just letting yourself down. You'd be letting somebody else down, too. Right. So. Also, having a, a big reason why, like a greater purpose and a greater meaning, like for me, the reason I want to take care of my health so much is because I want to have a family and I want to have kids soon. And your body has to be healthy for that. It's really important. And, you know, how you are before you get pregnant, how you are during your pregnancy and how you are, you know, all of those times, like it really does affect the baby. Like that's what I believe and that's what I've learned. So I know that it's my responsibility and it's not just about me. So that's one of the big reasons I stay disciplined is because I have a reason why. All right. The next question is, I'm struggling with mental health and inconsistency in my day-to-day -day schedule. How do you stay on schedule? So 
Um, and this is something that I struggle with. My therapist and I work on this all the time, but having a set schedule in my calendar, um, sometimes I will overbook myself like crazy. Like I've done that recently and then I have to block everything else out. So I would treat your schedule, um, blocking time out for yourself as if you're blocking out an appointment for a client. This is so hard for me. And I, if it's hard for me and I'm teaching this, I know it's hard for other people. Like I will have a schedule booked, like I will have 30 hours open and like 25 hours are booked and if I get nervous about that I block off the rest of the time so nobody else can book it because I don't have to book anybody you know I don't have to do anything for anybody you know um, I don't I, I don't have to overbook 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 and say yes to everybody so if I'm not feeling right about it I will block it off so the first thing I recommend is waking up early and having set time for yourself before your day starts. So if your day starts at 10 a.m., wake up at four. Wake up at four and then from four to nine, you have plenty of time for yourself to read, to take a bath, to uh, meditate, to do some yoga, to go for a walk, to hang out with your dogs, to spend time with your husband before he goes to work. Um, Whatever that it is, wake up early because those extra four hours have been the greatest gift God has ever given me, being able to wake up early and have a little bit of extra time for myself. But I'm telling you, once the day starts at 9 a.m., there's always a good reason to put myself last and it's never worked. I've never been able to like work out in the middle of the day being a busy person and um, I will always put myself last after 9 a.m. It, it's just how it goes. And I'm working on that because I should be putting myself first all the time, every minute of the day. However, there's always a million other things. And when everybody else is awake and can bother you and text you, it's really hard to put yourself first. So um, struggling with mental health, wake up early and take care of your mental health. Wake up early, exercise, do yoga, do something to take care of yourself. Go book an appointment at a doctor, book um, some therapy appointments, and book yourself first. This is something I've been coaching and teaching um, forever to my stylist that I coach. Uh, and in Mastermind, you know, all of this I, I, I've been teaching for a long time in different ways. And, you know, over time. Put yourself first, create your ideal schedule, and then schedule all of your self-care and personal around that and then book clients. Clients do not come fucking first. I'm sorry, clients, you don't. You know, you cannot pour from an empty cup and you cannot do all of the things you want to do. Like the clients don't come first. As much as we were brainwashed to that, like we can't serve them if we're dead. The second part of that question is how do you stay on schedule and the answer is you just stay on schedule and you can cancel you know if, if you have to cancel something just cancel it it's not the end of the world and people need to get over it like it's hair it's an appointment you know it, it is what it is it can always be rescheduled and it's not the end of the world your mental health should come first and you really don't owe an explanation to anybody so you can just say like oh i have a scheduling conflict uh can we reschedule and as long as you're giving them enough time and enough notice great and if you can't just apologize profusely and just say i'm so sorry something came up can we please reschedule we're in a day and age where people are dying all around us with COVID-19 and there are a lot of things going on. People need to be more understanding and I totally get that. Um, I definitely think that uh, staying on schedule is super important and I think that when, it, when possible as a professional, you should always, always, always show up. But if your mental health is struggling, I think that, you know, that should always come first. 
Next question is, how can I change my eating habits? So pretty much, this is a Google question because um, you can get 400 different strategies for changing your eating habits. Like, let me open Google. And there's no such thing as stupid questions, but there are lazy questions, questions that you obviously like could do. You can obviously like find an answer for this. How can I change my eating habits? Because honestly, like I'm gonna tell you to get everything out of your kitchen and start over and meal prep and make better choices and put yourself first. So that's my like standard advice. But let's see, the first thing I get when how to change your eating habits. Keep more fruits, low-fat dairy products, vegetables, and whole grain foods at home. Try to eat a family meal every day at the kitchen or dining table. This will help you focus on eating healthy meals. Buy a healthy recipe book and cook for yourself. Chew gum when you cook so you won't be tempted to snack on the ingredients. Pack a healthy lunch and snacks for work. This will give you more control over what you can eat. Put more snacks on a plate instead of eating from a package. This helps you control how much you eat. Don't skip or delay meals and be sure to schedule your snacks. If you ignore your feelings of hunger, you may end up eating too much. Eat your meals with others when you can. Relax and enjoy your meals. Don't eat too fast. Drink water instead of high sugar drinks. So that's simple Google search. First result that comes up. There's millions and millions of strategy. So how can I change my eating habits? There's a million of there's a million strategies that you can use. But the thing is, is 90% of it is psychology. 90% of it is having a reason why and understanding your like your fuckery in your head. You know what I mean? Like why is your brain fucking you with this? Why are you eating mindlessly? Right? Are you present? Are you not present? How can you be more present? And how can you get control over this? There's a million strategies that you can use, but the number one thing, episode number 31, put yourself first, take care of your health, physical, mental, emotional, spiritual. This is going to help you be more present. And when you're more present, you're able to do all of the things we're talking about and you're able to execute on all of the strategies that are so known. There's millions and millions of weight loss strategies out there. There's so many weight loss strategies, you know? So it's really about why are we not executing and it's all about psychology. So when it comes to psychology, the biggest thing is you have to be present. You can't be in the past. You can't be in the future. You can't be beating yourself up. You can't be putting yourself last. You have to be present and put yourself first. The next question is, do you weigh yourself every day? And I used to when I was like full on working out for 90 minutes a day minimum and I was, you know, eating, I was eating normal, like lower carb, like I would definitely not eat and snack all the time. We didn't have many snacks in the house. Um, I was weighing myself every day. Yeah, for sure. I was definitely trying to see my progress. But now that I've kind of not been working out for 90 minutes a day and that it's winter and that I'm like totally slacking off the last three weeks, <laughs> I got to get back on my grind. I like feel so weird recording this when I've been, you know, off my grind, but I'm not going to pretend to be perfect. I'm not. I'm just not going to pretend to be perfect because it doesn't exist. And I think that that downgrades women and men who really want to lose weight, but like beat themselves up and they see people on Instagram with the highlights and they see all these fake ass influencers being like oh yeah I'm perfect and you know showing every single day be consistent blah 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 like yes we want to be consistent but we're also humans and we don't need to be shaming ourselves because that's going to do the opposite of get us progress so when I'm really into it yes I weigh myself every day but if you're triggered by your weight which I kind of am like I really shouldn't do that it's not really healthy then don't worry about the scale 
um, worry about how you feel and and worry about how you're how you're looking you know what I mean like you can see in the mirror right and just be happy about the progress and enjoy being healthy like for me at this point you know I do get a little self-conscious and insecure about how I look but more importantly it's how I feel so my clothes fit everything feels fine but like I kind of feel like bleh because I've been eating like shit and I know this, but I'm more concerned about how I feel. And then I was like, kind of like nervous to get on the scale, but I didn't lose I didn't lose or gain any weight. I lost muscle. So I look and feel different, but my weight did not change. So I was at my same weight with more muscle when I was going to jujitsu. I haven't gone in like three weeks because of um, the holidays and I pulled a muscle. But like when I was doing that all the time and when I was doing the 90 minute workouts, I was getting a lot of muscle and way stronger and muscles heavier than fat. So I weighed the same but looked and felt different. So I'm not really too concerned with the scale. I don't recommend weighing yourself every single day unless you're really trying to make progress and you're like, you know, excited to do it. Um, I would go with your feeling on that. Right. But then again, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a nutritionist. I'm not a therapist. But, you know, I really recommend uh, going with how you feel. And if you're triggered by your weight, don't do it. So the last question is, did you use a weight loss program like Weight Watchers to help you get started? And the answer is no, but I did use a couple of quick wins to get me started. And I mentioned them on the podcast already, but I'm going to go back and revisit that. And I'm going to give you another new one. So there is a diet, the cabbage soup diet. I don't know if you guys have ever heard of this. It sounds gross, but it's really not. It's a vegetable soup um, that you make and you eat that. You can Google the cabbage soup diet. But if I ever need like a kickstart, 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 and I'm like completely like you know not making any changes whatsoever and I'm like I need something to just start me out I love to do the cabbage soup diet so you make a big bowl of a big pot of vegetable soup and you eat it for like all of your meals except for um you know one day you eat fruit one day you eat vegetable one day you eat something else like I I've done that a few times as a jump start um and it, it works pretty well for me because you lose like five pounds and you're like, I am amazing. <laughs> and it works. Um, and I make the soup really great. Like it's really, really good. And I've had it other times and it's not good, but I make it really good. Sometimes I'll even put brown rice in it because I love when rice is in soup and I'll customize it a little bit. But sometimes I'll do a jump start like that. And but the biggest jump start that I do instead of recording what I eat. I record how much I work out. So I would recommend getting an Apple watch and and closing your rings every day. I would prefer doing that because your body's going to actually be moving. And that is more important, in my opinion, than counting calories. I really think you should be moving. Uh, and I really think it's the most important thing because it's going to improve your mindset as well. Your diet can definitely improve your mood, but exercise, the endorphins, and to, you know, really help you with depression, anxiety, and all of those, like, feelings and get your body moving, that is going to give you way more impact and way better results. So I would definitely say use your Apple Watch, close your rings and focus on getting up and getting moving. I didn't use any other real program to start besides watching, um, you know, how much I was moving and how many calories I was burning. And then just, you know, trying to not go crazy with food, trying to make healthy choices, trying to eat lower carb, um, but really just getting moving. It, it's the it's the number one thing. And it's going to help you with so many other things. Like it helps with my, with my depression. It helps with my anxiety. I'm a completely different person when I don't exercise. 
you know, I can barely sleep if I don't exercise because I've got so much pent up anxiety that's just hanging out in my body that did not get released for the day. And I can release, I can release it in creative ways, like through working, but it's not enough. I need rigorous exercise or some kind of exercise to make it happen. It doesn't just happen by mistake. You have to do it. So those were great questions. Um, a lot of the questions were repeating and a lot of them were the same as these. So we kind of condensed them into those really, really good, solid questions. I hope that those helped. I hope that you got some amazing information from this series, from this episode. Please share it with your friends. Thank you guys so much for listening. I appreciate you so much. And I really hope that, you know, we're in January of 2021. I hope that this is your best year ever for your health. And I hope that you make the changes that you've wanted to make. I hope that this was a nice way to start your year. I love you guys so much. I hope you're doing great. I hope your family's healthy, happy. I hope you're peaceful. But know that you are loved and appreciated by me. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast and have an amazing day day.